Welcome to Nakubo in Brief, a podcast series from the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO Susan Wheeler Johnston, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is to help our listeners better understand the challenges that face the business of higher education. Our hope is that you walk away with a stronger sense of the trends, policies, legislative and regulatory issues that may impact campuses today and in the future. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of educational tools at nakubo.org. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Nakubo in Brief. I'm Liz Clark, Vice President for Policy and Research at Nakubo, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Kat Masterson, Assistant Director for Research and Policy Analysis at Nakubo. Kat is a part of the research team at Nakubo, and they worked on the recently released tuition discounting study. That study is available for purchase, find a news release with a summary in our press room and you can also read some of our coverage in businessofficermagazine.org. Before we get started, I'd also like to take a moment to thank EAB for their generous support of this year's tuition discounting study. Kat, hello and welcome. Thank you. We're going to jump right in with a very basic question. What is tuition discounting? But before we do that, two quick questions. Uh, it's 2020, and I've already told listeners that we're looking at the 2019 tuition discounting study. Uh, can you just explain the time frame before we jump into uh, the meat of this work? The 2019 tuition discounting study was launched in the fall of 2019, and it, the data collection ended in January of 2020. Um, so, uh, because of that, it's important for people to note that, um, the data collection was done prior to the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. And as such, um, any kind of impact that you might expect to see from that, uh, will not be captured in this year's TDS. Thanks for explaining that, Kat. A lot has definitely changed in the world and for colleges and universities, but a little bit later on, we'll talk about what we might learn from these results uh, in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. So let's dig in. Kat, what is tuition discounting? Um, in the nineteen twenty or in the 2019 tuition discounting study, we define the institutional uh, tuition discount rate as the total institutional grant aid awarded to full-time degree or certificate-seeking undergraduates as a percentage of the gross tuition and fee revenue the institution would have collected if all students paid the published or sticker price. When we talk about institutional aid, that term encompasses all institutionally funded scholarships, fellowships, and other grants, including athletic scholarships. So, for example, if the published price of tuition at a particular college is $20,000, and a student receives a $10,000 grant, then the tuition discount for that student is 50%. The 2019 TDS looks at the institutional discount rates for all undergraduates and first-time full-time undergraduates, also known as freshmen. We focus on first-time full-time undergraduates because these students are often the focus of discounting strategies at many institutions, and so they're the leading indicator of current and future trends in tuition discounting. Schools discount tuition with the aim of enrolling and retaining more undergraduate students 
who may otherwise be unwilling or unable to pay the sticker price of attending a particular institution. Tuition discounting strategies can help schools meet their revenue goals and ultimately help them support their educational missions. But it's important to keep in mind that when an institution offers a student a discount on tuition, the school is committing its own resources to helping that student attend college. So Nakubo's members, and Nakubo looks at this study uh, in some ways as a business tool or a business planning tool, but it's important to point out that this practice is also about access. It's about enrollment and retaining students uh, as they uh, pursue their higher education goals. Uh, Kat, which institutions offer discounts to students and why is tuition discounting an important issue for colleges and universities? Well, generally speaking, all traditional four-year schools, both public and private, offer tuition discounts to students. The 2019 TDS focuses on private, nonprofit four-year institutions because private schools typically have higher published tuition and fees than their public counterparts. These schools also don't receive funding from states the way that public four-year colleges do. That makes them more reliant on tuition revenue, so discounting practices have a more pronounced impact on the operating budgets of private institutions. Nakubo studied tuition discounting at private institutions every year since 1994, um, and the tuition discounting study is a unique uh, look at tuition discounting because we examine it from the point of view of institutions and institutional finances, um, providing valuable information on national averages that chief business officers and other campus leaders can use to benchmark their own discounting practices. I just want to pull out a couple things you mentioned there. One, our study this year and historically has looked at private institutions, but you did mention that tuition discounting uh, does happen at public colleges and universities. Uh, it just not has it just has not been the traditional focus of our work here. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. So this year's Nakubo tuition discounting study has a different format. Can you talk about some of the new features readers will find in the 2019 tuition discounting study? Our newest study looks at the final discount rates for the academic year 2018-19 as of the fall of 2018 and preliminary estimates for the 2019-20 academic year as of the fall of 2019. The first uh, section of this year's report provides data over the last few years to show overall trends in discount rates, enrollment, and revenue among institutions that participated in the survey. But as you can probably guess, there's a lot of variation within these overall trends, depending on what kind of institution you're looking at. In past years, we've analyzed the data by Nakubo Constituent Group and woven those data points into the body of the text as part of an overall narrative. But this year, we stepped away from that and instead included three short data summaries, or vignettes, based on the institutional Carnegie classifications among respondents. These vignettes underscore how changes in institutional financial aid, enrollment, and net tuition revenue vary using a simplified version of the 2018 Basic Carnegie Classification System. The 366 responding institutions were categorized into four basic Carnegie classes, baccalaureate institutions, master's institutions, doctoral research institutions, and special focus institutions, which includes schools that focus on a specific academic field like medicine, law, art, music, or more. Although special focus institutions are included in Kubo's analysis of overall trends, the 2019 TDS doesn't include a vignette for these schools, in part due to a small sample size, only 17 schools with this designation responded to the survey, and in part because institutional characteristics vary widely within this classification, making it difficult to provide meaningful analysis for these schools as a cohesive group. 
but it's important to know what you can't find in this year's report. As we said earlier, data collection for the 2019 TDS took place before the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. So estimates for the current academic year don't reflect the profound changes that have swept across the higher education sector in recent months. That's really important to note. Uh, so much has changed since Nakubo closed its tuition discounting survey in January of 2020. How is this study still relevant in light of the COVID-19 pandemic? As I mentioned earlier, tuition is an important source of funding for private nonprofit colleges and universities. And even before the onset of COVID-19, many private institutions faced a variety of financial challenges like rising expenses, declining enrollments, and strained growth in net tuition revenue. Unfortunately, the pandemic has exacerbated these pre-existing challenges for private institutions. In the short term, the COVID-19 pandemic might potentially increase the number of students who need financial help to attend private nonprofit colleges and universities. It could negatively impact institutions' ability to recruit new students due to travel, social distancing, and other restrictions. And it could also raise technology and other costs to bolster online learning platforms. Consequently, Administrators and campus leaders at private colleges and universities might feel even more pressure to increase the use of tuition discounting to meet their enrollment and revenue goals. That having been said, rapidly rising tuition discounting rates imply that these schools may forego more tuition revenue on average to provide additional institutional aid to students. Higher education is experiencing a time of unprecedented uncertainty. It's our hope that data from the 2019 TDS can be used as a tool to inform decision-making in this challenging environment. The TDS findings suggest that more institutions are trying new approaches to meet their students' financial needs in more financially sustainable ways. In the long run, these and other alternatives to tuition discounting may help guide institutions toward greater control of their discount rates and increases in net revenue. I think that uh, it's always important to recognize that as we look forward, we have to look at what our most recent practices have been. And we know that business officers are doing a lot of scenario planning these days because of how much uncertainty there is. But they need this baseline to essentially help them understand how the dials are going to be turned up or down. Uh, so let's look at the findings of this study. What are the most recent trends in institutions' discount rates? Well, as we see in the TDS over time, institutional tuition discount rates have risen. In fact, in 2019, estimated tuition discount rates reached record highs. And that's true across each Carnegie class. Between academic years 2016-17 and 2018-19, the average institutional discount rate for first-time undergraduates grew by 3% points to a record high of 51.2%. And for 2019-20, early projections suggest that the average rate for first-time undergraduates rose to 52.6%. These are the numbers that most people focus on when they uh, when Yukubo publishes the report. So, so let's just pull that apart for, for one minute here. Uh, so for the 20 19 fiscal year, so that would be academic year 1819. Um, we saw continued growth, which we had been seeing in recent years, uh, to a record high of 51.2%. And this study is looking at the projections as well for 2019-20 and is suggesting that the average rate will continue to follow that same trend to 526 percent. Um, let's again, I, I know you explained this at the top, but let's again repeat what those numbers mean. So 
you explained what a discount rate is, but can, can you just repeat what you said about the published price versus what a student pays just, just to help people uh, fully understand what these percentages mean? Okay, well, um, institutional discount rates are really looking at it from the perspective of the institution. That's why we're using the terminology discount. That's something that you um, give when you are the, um, the vendor or the supplier um, rather than the consumer. Um, and so the tuition discount rate is really looking at the total grant aid awarded to um, undergraduates as a percent of the gross tuition and fee revenue that institutions would collect if all students paid the published price. So continuing on from the perspective of students, uh, talk about if you could continue on where you were going about the grant aid that students receive as a result of this discounting rate. We also found that more students are receiving grant aid and they're receiving larger grants. Over the past decade, the share of all undergraduates attending private nonprofit colleges and universities who received institutional grants grew from about 76% to nearly 82%. At the same time, the average grant as a share of the tuition and fee price jumped from about 45% to nearly 55%. Do these trends vary for different types of institutions, say baccalaureate colleges compared to doctoral or research universities? Yes, very much so. In general, baccalaureate schools have higher discount rates than master's or doctoral research institutions. For example, average institutional discount rates for first-time undergraduates at baccalaureate colleges reached an estimated 57% in 2019-20, compared to 54% at master's institutions and 48% at doctoral research universities. That same pattern holds true when looking at tuition discounting practices for all undergraduates with the average institutional discount rates at baccalaureate colleges reaching 51% compared to 45% at master's institutions and 43% at doctoral research at universities. So Kat, we hear a lot about merit aid. Uh, can you tell us what merit aid is and what portion of institutional grants are awarded based on merit aid? Institutional grants might be based on student financial need, which is determined when students apply for financial aid at their schools. Or it can be based on academic merit or other non-need criteria, like athletic or artistic ability. But the distinction between need-based aid and merit-based aid isn't quite as clear-cut as you might expect. It's important to keep in mind that merit aid can also be used to meet a student's financial need. I think most people in the real world intuitively understand that for some students, a merit-based scholarship or grant can make tuition at their preferred school affordable. Not surprisingly, TDS data support this real-world observation. Overall, on average, 42.8% of each institution's 2018 grant dollars were awarded solely based on students' demonstrated financial need, as determined by the institution. Another 36.8% of institutional grant dollars were awarded on the basis of merit, but were received by students who had demonstrated some level of financial need. Only 20.4% were merit-based dollars that did not meet students' financial need meaning that nearly 80% of all institutional grants were awarded to students in whole or in part based on demonstrated financial need. So this is really underscoring the broader point that many private nonprofit colleges and universities are attempting to meet students' needs when distributing aid. Given the definition of tuition discounting, we understand that maybe an institution is foregoing some revenue uh, in this practice. What what effect does this rise in discount rates have on institutional finances? 
Well, that's really the $64,000 question. Um, as you can imagine, as institutions dedicate more of their tuition revenue to student aid, they have more difficulty generating net tuition revenue, which is really gross tuition payments minus grant expenses. Um, and grant dollars rising faster than total revenue may result in net revenue declines. In 2019-20, we estimate that net tuition revenue grew by just 1% between 2018-19 and 2019-20 for those academic years. That is, on average, schools reported that net tuition revenue was modest or close to flat in current unadjusted dollars, in part due to the rising number of students getting grants and the growing size of those grants. What's more, the 1% current dollar change in net revenue equates to a 1% decrease once those figures are adjusted for inflation. This is important because on average, private colleges get a substantial amount of their total revenue from tuition and fees. If this source of revenue is modest or even declining, it makes it more difficult for institutions to increase spending on academic services and other aspects of their institutional missions. Are there changes in undergraduate enrollment tied to changes in net tuition revenue? Well, more and larger discounts aren't universally resulting in enrollment growth. Over the past four academic years, 47.4% uh, of TDS participating institutions have experienced declines in first-time undergraduate enrollment, despite increasing discounting, while nearly 46.3% have seen their first-time undergraduate enrollments rise. So it's really about kind of evenly split. Although tuition discounting strategies may expand educational affordability for students with financial need, they come at a heavy cost for many schools, which often have to forego tuition revenue to provide these opportunities, as you mentioned earlier. Um, however, when institutional grant dollars rise faster than gross tuition and fee revenue, it can result in net revenue declines. Because changes in enrollment are at least in part related to changes in net tuition and fee revenue, enrollment declines may result in fewer net revenue dollars for institutions to fund their operations. The 2019 TDS results regarding enrollment and net tuition revenue show the following trends. In spite of rapidly rising discounting rates, first-time undergraduate enrollment has decreased at many schools. Moreover, net tuition revenue for first-time undergraduates has been flat in inflation-adjusted terms. And revenue from other sources, meaning non-tuition and fee revenue, increased, but likely not enough to offset any declines in net tuition. Nearly 54% of institutions experienced either no change or declines in fall enrollment for first-time first-year first undergraduates between 2016 and 2019. Among the top-sided reasons for flat or declining enrollment were increased competitions from other colleges and universities, price sensitivity of students, and changing demographics of prospective students. These results essentially reflect the really complicated question for institutions. I think ideally institutions want to provide more access to students. They want to also at the, at the same time uh, protect their revenue and expense outlook. And there are some real questions here as to whether enrollment is actually going up at institutions and how much tuition discounting is influencing uh, enrollment results and enrollment success. And there are some real challenges ahead that may or may not be related to tuition discounting that complicate the picture here as well. Uh, so in your, from your perspective and what you've learned from this work, how important are tuition and fee, is tuition and fee revenue to most private nonprofit independent four-year institutions? 
While tuition and fees are just one source of funding for colleges and universities, we've recognized in past reports that it's possible that schools might have been compensating for net tuition revenue shortfalls by generating additional funds from a variety of other sources, like gifts from alumni and other donors. Some schools might be able to compensate by generating enough revenue from auxiliary services, like bookstores and dining halls, things like that. So to look into this possibility, this year's TDS report includes for the first time a summary of non-tuition revenue for the 366 participating institutions using IPEDS finance survey data, which is something that the federal government collects. Our analysis found that between 2010 and 2018, net tuition revenue per full-time equivalent student in current dollars remained relatively flat. Net tuition revenue continued to be the largest source of revenue across all institutions in the study, but the average amount of non-tuition and fee revenue per FT student appears to have increased slightly between 2010 and 2018, suggesting that institutions are trying to find other sources of revenue to make up for the stagnation in net tuition dollars. So Kat, let's, let's repeat that. Um, I, I really think it's important for listeners to understand um, what you just said there. So tuition revenue for most institutions is the largest source of revenue. They may have that auxiliary revenue that you mentioned or other sources of funding, but by and large, tuition remains the largest source of revenue. However, uh, the data that you looked at using federal government iPads data is showing that there is a slight increase or there was a slight increase between 2010 and 2018 um, in other sources of revenue. So there's a little bit of diversification of revenue sources happening uh, across colleges and universities. Did Did I get that right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And while all private schools depend heavily on tuition and fees, as you might suspect, some Carnegie classes rely more on tuition than others. On the low end of the spectrum, you have research doctoral institutions where tuition and fees constituted 66% of all revenue in 2017-18. That's the most recent year for which IPEDS data is available. And on the high end of the spectrum, you have master's institutions where tuition and fees constituted 77.7% of all revenue that same year. Then we have baccalaureate institutions somewhere in the middle, with tuition and fees constituting nearly 62% of all revenue, down from 69% in 2008-2009. Taken together, these data suggest that flat or modest growth in net tuition revenue constitutes a serious concern for the overall fiscal health of private nonprofit colleges and universities, particularly as institutions adapt to the financial implications of the COVID-19 pandemic and its potential impact on undergraduate enrollment. So carrying on from uh, what you just said here and and really emphasizing this, uh, we have seen that tuition and fee revenue is the single largest source of revenue. We are seeing diversification. However, I think what your numbers show here is that even small percentage changes in tuition revenue being the largest source of revenue for an institution can have a significant impact on that college or university. Are there any strategies that colleges and universities are using to address this concern and the implications of uh, uh, unpredictable, perhaps, net tuition revenue? Well, in a way, concerns about net tuition revenue give institutions an opportunity to reimagine how they use their resources and to find new efficiencies. That's a pretty sunny way of looking at it, but it's true. Um, Campuses are continuing 
continually looking for ways to save funds so that they can enroll more students while at the same time making sure that those students get the educational and other services they need to be successful. As the 2019 TDS shows, more institutions are trying new approaches to meet their students' financial needs in more financially sustainable ways. About three-quarters of survey respondents changed or planned to use new student recruitment strategies. And uh, several schools added new programs to improve enrollment and advance towards degrees. And a small but growing number of institutions lowered their listed tuition fees and sticker price. These changes could allow schools to assume greater control of their aid budgets while remaining attractive to more potential students. There's no shortage of strategies that institutions are taking. And I think we could do an entire podcast episode on those institutions (laughs) that lowered their tuition and fee sticker price. That's been a very interesting space to watch with uh, varying results institution by institution when it comes to that approach. I mean, I think the main takeaway from the TDS is that colleges are making tremendous strides in providing additional aid to students. Growth in grant expenses is just one way schools are making college possible for more uh, potential students, but institutions will continue to have to monitor their discount rates to ensure that they can support students and meet their educational and public service missions. Kat, thank you so much. I also want to take the time to thank EAB. They were sponsors of this year's study, and Nakubo appreciates their support and sponsorship of this work. Kat, thank you for the contributions you made with, together with the other members of our research team on this year's Nakubo tuition discounting study. And thank you for joining me for this episode of Nakubo in Brief.